Welcome. This is My Truth is a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I'm your host, Jesse Sherleff. Today, I want to unpack a, a song lyric that I saw on Allison M. Alexander's Instagram. And I happened to come across it and it hit me in the face like a ton of bricks. So the song lyric is an Ani DeFranco song lyric, and it says, Everyone loves the underdog, but no one wants to be him. And this just it just hit me because how many of us have big dreams, right? Those someday when projects, those someday when dreams, like the retirement, the bucket list, all of those goals and dreams. You know, when I was leaving Google, I talked to so many colleagues, mostly women, but men too, that told me like, that's so amazing. I wish I could do that. But right, all of those buts get in our way. There are the stories that we tell ourselves that why it won't work out, why we can't achieve those dreams. But yet, our culture loves to celebrate the underdog. That's literally the American dream, right? Rags to riches, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. We celebrate that and we know these stories exist. And and we celebrate them in, in such reverence. And what struck me in in this lyric is so often in those stories, we're not talking about the failures, right? There's no um there's no unpacking this the the attempts, the tries, the failures that had to pivot. And I think there's harm there, especially when we think about our our stories, like those butts, right? It's it's those stories that prevent us from achieving the big goals. And it's the fact that we're not fully transparent in celebrating those, you know, under the dog stories, I believe, that that aid in, in that. And so today's episode is going to be a complete bearing of what the last three months have been like for me since leaving Google, because I think it would be really easy to sit here and talk about rainbows and clouds and how things are amazing, but that would be a lie. And one of my core values is authenticity and honesty. And I think it's important. I think it's important to understand that, yes, while you know, we can all take leaps and go for our dreams. We can be honest with ourselves of, of some of the stumbles. And, you know, I've always said that I want to, you know, now that I've refound my voice, I want to use it to share my story so that others can, can learn from it and hopefully make far less mistakes than I have made. 
So it has been almost exactly um, 13 weeks since leaving Google. And in some ways it feels like a lifetime and in other ways it feels like just yesterday. And for those of you who may be newer listeners, you know, I decided to leave Google for a variety of reasons, but the two biggest were I wanted to spend time with my family who I fought so freaking hard to have and Lucy and Quinn just turned three and five and I wanted to focus on the podcast. I wanted to um, explore the conversations and stories of, you know, the successes, the failures, the the things that made people people. Maybe this is like the sociology minor in me coming out, or even just the fact that I was an organizational communications major, right? Like people's stories fascinate me. And so I wanted to explore that more, right? So those were those were my goals. This was my year of exploring myself, you know, following the things that that lit me up. And so you would think that when I was, you know, planning my weeks, I would focus on those things. But you would think wrong. I did what pretty much the exact opposite. I started saying yes to pretty much anything that came my way. I said yes to consulting projects. I said yes to um, being on sales teams for launches. I said yes to um, all sorts of things. And the story that I was telling myself was, well, I'm just trying to figure it out. But the reality is, is I found myself in this cycle of, of busy And I think anyone who's been in corporate or even, you know, entrepreneurs, right? Like this notion of the hustle of um, getting so caught up in, well, I have to bring in that next client. I have to be seen as this like success, like the, all of the fear. And therefore I was just hustling and keeping myself busy for, for so, for, for a variety of reasons. One of those reasons was right after I left Google, I thought I could be pregnant. And, you know, for anyone who has uh, experienced infertility, you know, I have what is called undiagnosed infertility. So I will never know why I can't seem to have children without doing IVF. Um, But there was this glimmer of hope. And it turns out I'm not pregnant. It, my cycle has just been ridiculously all over the place over the past few months. Um, but I couldn't squash that little glimmer of hope. And that glimmer of hope sent me in a tailspin. It sent me back into my old habits of building up walls and being hyper-independent. Because one of the main stories I tell myself is when I'm sort of in this like space of not wanting to feel emotions, not wanting to allow other people in is I don't need anybody else. I'm better off on my own. I've got this. I don't need help. And that's a really dangerous um, spot to be. 
And, but that's my go-to. That's sort of my, my go-to. And so what I found myself doing is I was saying yes to all of these things because I didn't want to deal with the shitload of emotions that came with the fact that I thought that I could be pregnant and then the crushing realization that I was not pregnant. And so I compartmentalized. I shoved it down. I basically did all the things that I used to do and that I've worked so hard to sort of unpack and and uh, move on from over the past two plus years. But, you know, habits, habits run deep. And so I found myself saying yes to all of these things. And in some ways that busyness felt, it was like a comfort blanket because when I was at Google, I like that's that was the culture right the culture was go 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 and so i just continued that go 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 because if i slowed down i would have to feel and i didn't want to feel and so why am i telling you all of this like what what is what is this so a few things because i was saying yes to everything i found myself working more than I would have if I had just stayed at Google. So for example, for one of the consulting projects, I was up until 3 a.m. one morning um, working on, on the project. And that wasn't that didn't just happen once. That happened like more times than I want to admit, more times than one hand. Like I never did that when I was at Google, right? But the story I was telling myself was, you know, this is this is the 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 path that you chose, like you, you committed to this and you, you have to, you have to keep going. And I didn't, I didn't want to disappoint myself. I didn't want to disappoint the people I had committed to. I also, you know, said yes to a, um, being on a sales team for an online launch. And while I've been in sales for the last 13 plus years of my life, and I consider myself a pretty damn good salesperson, I was like thrown on my ass. And um, it made me realize that at some point, not at some point, like very early in life when I get into these stages, right, I, I turn off my vulnerability. I don't like to do things that I'm not good at. And that launch, that sales team launch, like ripped open that wound of, ooh, like I'm not going to be good at everything. And so it was just something else to put on and shove down and compartmentalize and, and not deal with. And so all of these things are happening, right? And it's it's only 12 weeks. Like I, th- I think about the, the time frame of, of all this is happening. And so fast forward and I'd stopped, you know, I'd stopped exercising when I thought that I was pregnant. I had stopped, um, journaling. I stopped doing all the things like these are signs that I should have, you know, logically recognized as things that I was doing to avoid, but my emotional brain was, was taking over and was not, was not allowing me to sort of focus there. And so I just kept pushing. I just kept pushing. I just kept pushing until finally my therapist asked me, you know, just like, 
your goal was this, was your children in the podcast. How many weeks of the last 12 weeks have you solely focused on that? And I paused and it got really uncomfortable. And then I got uncomfortable because I realized not one week had been solely dedicated to the two things that I had really wanted to focus on. I had been so busy being busy. I had been so busy hustling and trying to, you know, rid the stories in my head that I wasn't good enough, that I had to make money, that you know, I had to make money in order to be successful. Like all of the shit that comes up, um, for me, and I'm, I'm sure this resonates with, with other people. Um, and it just came crashing down on me. And I'm the type of person who I, I do need to feel contradiction. I do need to sort of feel that, that dichotomy, but I also don't like feeling and this also happened to come at the same around the same time that I got my second COVID shot, which threw me on my ass. And um, I just had to rest. I just had to surrender and spend a day, you know, not go, go, going. And in doing so, I had to deal with and unpack the fact that I thought I was pregnant, the fact that I brought up all of my shit when it comes to Lucy and Clark, the fact that it brought up all of my shit when it comes to, you know, wanting to continue to expand our family. And while a lot of this is still being unpacked, I share it because there's so much under the surface that we don't talk about. And there's also so much under the surface that like you don't realize until you have that moment of clarity. And sometimes that moment of clarity comes from somebody asking you a question. Sometimes it comes from, you know, reading something. Sometimes it comes from listening to music. Like there's a variety of ways that that clarity can come, but it always comes. And for me, it's that, you know, mirror being held up into your face of, oh shit, like I knew this. I didn't want to know this, but thank you. And the question you need to be asking yourself is, you know, okay, now that I know all of this information, what next? What is my next step? Because here's the other thing that I think has come up for me since leaving Google. And I think this is true for any woman and men too, probably, but definitely more for women is it's all or nothing, right? To, to tie it back to the original quote around, um, you know, everyone loves the underdogs, but no one wants to be him. Like no one wants to admit their failures, right? They, we don't want to be seen in that light. We don't want to put ourselves, it goes back to like turning off your vulnerability and not doing things that you're not good at. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you can't hit the, the end result. And that's why so many of our dreams never come to fruition because we're letting the stories win. And so what I have found in the steps that I am taking to get myself out of this is I'm saying fuck it to the all or nothing mentality. 
because it's not helpful. It's actually harmful for me. And so I'm saying, what are the small actions that I can be taking? What are the daily actions that I can be taking? And thankfully, my friend, my mentor, Heather Chauvin, is doing a courageous sprint right now. But it comes back to like, what are the micro actions that you can be taking on a consistent daily basis that are going to eventually get you to your goal, right? Because here's the thing. If anyone else listening is like me, when you say your goal is you know, to leave Google and be successful. Well, that's a big fucking goal. And who the hell is defining success and what does success look like? Right. And so, you know, what are the small things that you're going to look at? And so I had to stop and redefine what success looks like for me. And success looks like, you know, putting me back on the calendar, putting time in my day, every day where I'm taking a walk, putting time in my day where I am putting aside time to find new people to talk to you on the podcast, to um, go on other people's podcasts, right? What are those things that are going to fill you up and, and do it and do it on a daily basis. And it doesn't need to be 15 things. It can be one thing. Take a walk for 10 minutes a day. But it's these daily consistent actions that are going to make the world a difference and help you say fuck it to that all or nothing mentality. So here's to all the underdogs. While no one wants to be you, we are all the underdog in some way or another. And our society should celebrate the success of an underdog as much as the failures of an underdog because both of those things need to happen in order to truly be successful. I'm so curious what you think about this conversation. I could unpack so many different pieces of, you know, the vulnerability and turning it off and and not doing things that you want to be good at. Um the all or nothing mentality, like I can make all of these smaller sound um episodes and I'm going to get off my soapbox because no one needs me to be here for much longer. But I'm so curious, like, does this resonate with you? If so, what parts and what do you want to hear more of? Because here's the thing. I'm never going to be the person that just celebrates my successes. I'm always going to be the person who's going to be honest and talk about my um, pivots. I'm not going to call them failures anymore. Like, fuck it. Fuck that calling them failures. They're pivots. Um, I'm going to also celebrate my pivots too because I learn just as much from those as I do my quote-unquote successes. So here's to the underdogs. Uh, if I remember that saying, it was may we be them, may we love them, may we be them. And anyway, hopefully you get where I'm going with that. But um, let me know what you think. Let me know where you want me to go deeper. And I'm so curious. If you... Um, or someone you know needs to hear this conversation, please, please, please send it. I'm going to steal from Cody Rigsby, one of my favorite instructors on Peloton. Um, have the courage to share this episode with somebody that you kn- you may not know. I would so appreciate that. Leave a la- rating and review and let me know what you think. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening, and what resonated. Tag me at This Is My Truth Podcast or feel free to shoot me a DM. And because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.